0: As always, I really appreciate you taking the time to listen to the podcast. This is another revisiting week. And as I was looking over this one, I was like, oh, I remember doing this. And so it's, I don't know, it's always a pleasure for me to actually look and reread some of these newsletters that I did. So I posted this one June 5th, 2021. And so here it goes. I'm going to try something a little different this week. There's a chance this runs into next week for part two. But I want to talk about both wineries without revealing who they are until the end. Think of it as getting on a plane, knowing the destination, but not the actual destination. For the first winery, I picked up a couple of bottles when I noticed a Pinot Noir from the Nisa Vineyard. It isn't every day you see a Nisa. And I immediately snatched it up. When I opened up this 2017 on February 3rd, I enjoyed the slightest bit of funk on the nose and mid-palate with a bit of bright red fruit. The funk was coming in through and through in the most joyous of manners. I had to post this on Instagram, and one of the comments I got was, You are so going to redacted with me as you will lose your mind. Fast forward a couple of months, the date and details of the tasting were all worked out we would be blind tasting a six-year vertical, of Pinot from the Elton Vineyard. I just about lost my gourd when I heard these details. Most of the time, you know nothing about the wines. In this instance, we knew the vineyard, the winery, and the varietal. The only unknown was the year. I'm sure you understand the excitement over the six-year vertical blind portion, but let me share with you why I was excited about the Elton Vineyard. Let's go back a little bit. I had a friendly conversation with a Southern Oregon winemaker and got invited to the Elton Vineyard late on a Sunday afternoon during the rainy season. The winemaker is close friends with the owner of the vineyard, Betty. I hadn't heard of Elton, and of course, I had to do a little bit of research. The vineyard has a myriad of sculptures along with a koi pond and two gazebos. It is a 1.5-acre garden. It has to be fabulous. The winemaker, Debbie Elise, did everything in her power to get me to come out that Sunday afternoon. But I couldn't. I am determined to visit the Elton Vineyard this year, and also to visit Debbie in Southern Oregon. The day of the tasting finally arrived on May 16th. To say I was excited is putting it lightly. Sitting in the room with five other people and the co-founder Greg of Redacted made my day. Sitting in front of us were six blind pours. All we need to do is correctly identify the years. Not a problem, right? I made a bold statement before we started. We all should be able to pick out the 2019. I could tell Gray was having a blast already. I know I would be if I was in his shoes. The first line, on the nose, I got bright red strawberry with an entry to wake you up. I felt like the alcohol was on the upper side, around 13.8. Tannins were showing themselves a bit, but not in an overpowering way. My guess, the 2019. Wine number two. It had a little bit of a lighter body to it. There was great acidity and zero tannins. My guess, 2014. Wine number three. Beautiful, funky nose, great acidity, hints of tannin structure, along with some great spice my guess? 2017. Wine number four. I messed up a little bit with socializing about the wine a bit and didn't take the best of notes on this one first time around. I jotted down low acid, big spice finish in a hurry because some people were already done. Sigh. My guess was 2016. Wine number five. Oh my goodness, this had a lovely bright nose along with excellent acidity levels. Palette and finish were those deep, dark fruits I absolutely adore. My guess? 2018. Why number six? All I wrote was classic 19. I was for sure this was a 2019. Hands down. Now I'm wondering what does classic 19 means? It stood out to me big time. So that means if number six was a 2019, there's no way number one could be a 19 as well. Revisiting number one, I changed my answer to 2017, which means number three can't be 2017. Okay. Okay. Whatever. Number three is a 16. And the level of self-doubt crept into every little crevice of my being. And I just, I couldn't, it was, oh, it was so hard. I'll not bore you with the number of times i changed my answers. Plus it is confusing as I'll get out. My final answers was wine number one was 2017. I was wrong. It was a 2016. For wine number two, I guessed 2014. When in fact, it was 2019. Wine number three, I guessed 2016. So nope, it was a 2014. Wine number four, I guessed 2018. And you wouldn't you believe it? I got that one right. Wine number four was a 2018. Wine number five, my guess was 2015. Wrong. wrong. It was a 2017 wine. Number six, I guess 2019 wrong. Again, it was a 2015. I got one wine. Correct. Holy Toledo, Batman. I need to get my crap together and study, study wine way more. I was fortunate to get one wine. Correct. A couple others in the group also got one wine, right? One person got two wines. A couple of days after the tasting. I reached out to Debbie, the Southern Oregon winemaker, and let her know I tasted through a vertical of Elton. Here is her response. Ooh, that's Isabel's wine, isn't it? I answered with yes. Debbie's reply still put a smile on my face today. The level of detail people remember surrounding wine will never stop fascinating. She's made some shards from Betty's vineyard as well. I tend to drink her older vintages because she picks early for higher acids and the structure is amazing. She did some Elton wines for Willamette Valley as well. We had her 15 Elton Shard. It was fantastic. Which vintage do you prefer? The one vintage I thought for sure was 2019 ended up being the 2015. How it's blown away. I let Debbie know this and her response was, so basically... Any 15 Isabel made is gold right now. Lots of laughs. Good to know. I hope you've enjoyed something a little bit different this week. It wasn't exactly a blind tasting, but it is the closest thing I can do with words to share the experience. I probably should do the grand reveal and let you know who the winery is. It is Lavinia. Greg, the co-founder, has over 25 years of experience providing leadership in the wine world. In 2012, he was president and CEO of Eveningland, where he worked with Isabelle Mounet. Isabel's 2012 Le Source Pinot Noir was number three wine for the 2015 Wine Spectator Wine List. I thoroughly enjoyed the wines I had from Lavinia and looking forward to diving into other labels later this year. When you make a reservation with Greg, please let him know, AJ said he.